Grand Rising, and welcome to the Ascension Medicine Podcast with your host, G. Francois. Thank you for being here. This is a space where we will explore all things consciousness, all things spirituality, diving deep into conversations with soul fam all around the world. I will be sharing practices, guided meditations, and all of the good stuff to help and to assist with your personal ascension process. Welcome. Grand Rising, and welcome to this episode of the Ascension Medicine Podcast. Today is a super special episode because I am joined by the legend and a personal hero of mine, the founder of The Soul Matrix, Steve Noble. Now, some of you may know Steve Noble, specifically if you are on YouTube and you may follow some of his guided meditations. Steve is a pure channel and an oracle who I feel is so in a line with the cutting edge of consciousness that his meditations are always full of the latest codes and downloads and they act as a really useful tool. Personally, they have been a useful tool for me in my spiritual toolbox. So it is a great honor and a pleasure to be able to be joined with the Starseed grandfather and multi-published author, Steve Noble. Thanks, G. Thanks for having me. And thank you to your friend, Nova, who uh, introduced you, and I've got to have a shout out to Nova. Wherever Nova is in the world, a big hug from Uncle. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) She's going to love that. She's absolutely going to love that. Thank you for the introduction. I think I should pay you for that introduction. It was a lovely one. Yeah, I thought you were already. (laughs) (laughs) I'll check the contract. (laughs) (laughs) So it is such such an honor to have you here and... Just before we started the conversation, we were we were just we were just talking and it was flowing so beautifully and the energy that was coming through so strongly for me is this this real grounded energy that you carry mm. which I find so interesting because the work you do is so cosmic and it is so high vibrational but you are able to really root it into the earth and embody this energy of safety that just instantly puts people at ease and instantly allows people to deepen into those states of consciousness where they can actually receive these codes that you're you're calling down and and offering in such like a clear way for people to just just be open. So yeah, thank, thank you. you. Uh, I've always valued um, practical spirituality because um, I, I spent 20 years in a spiritual organization listening to helping to organize spiritual talks, a, a place called Alternatives in London. It's in Piccadilly, if you remember Piccadilly. Yeah. Uh, St. James's Church, Piccadilly. So we used to do that. So for nearly 20 years, every week talks, every weekend workshops, uh, retreats, the whole thing. So I've heard many, many people and I've really valued 
the ones which brought this groundedness to what they were saying. And I really struggle with people or speakers or authors who are, it's almost like their whole body's in the 12th dimension. And I'm, I mean, I even spent uh, a holiday. I went, I went to, um, I went abroad and spent a holiday with some two friends and all of the time they were talking in like, as if they're in the 12th dimension already. And I said to them, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't relate to what you're saying. Can we just talk ordinarily? Because you know, we can do cosmic, but I think I, if you meet me um, as you are now, you'll find me quite ordinary. You know, my kids think I'm pretty ordinary. They think I'm weird, but they think I'm ordinary. My grandkids think I'm weird, but also ordinary because I talk about ordinary things. I do ordinary things with them. I went, uh, my son loves films. So we, we have a shared interest in films. We do sci-fi films. So uh, what did we see the last one? Uh, oh, um, Mission Impossible, <laughs> which is, you know, if you haven't seen that stuff, it's a classic, you know, uh, car chases and all of that stuff. But it's nice to hang out with my son, and that's something we share. So um, I'm pretty ordinary. If you meet me at a party, I'll be pretty ordinary. I, I tend to do the cosmic work when we do the work for everyone. You know, my journey now is really i've spent 30 odd years following my path and now the path is share it that was clearly the message i got okay now you've it was really for me i was doing the path for me i was learning i was doing all this light body stuff psychic surgery stuff but in no point did i think i'm doing it for other people i'm doing it for me <clears throat> then at a certain point uh, i went through a dark night of the soul in 2010 and i came out 2000 actually 2016 I came out yeah 2016 six years and that darkness really propelled me on the path of service to other so that's where I'm on now but even though you meet me and I do ordinary things with my partner my family I'm pretty ordinary if you met me you might be disappointed uh, you know outside of the cosmic zone because I <laughs> I tend to want to be in the world and then when I'm doing this the the, the work I'm I open up to it but I can't be there all the time. Can't be there all the time, actually. So, Yeah, and that resonates a lot for me um, as a fellow boring person, a fellow ordinary person. <laughs> um, I really like also doing all of the human stuff too and mm. just being and, and bringing it down to earth. And yeah, I think me, we're here yeah. to have a human experience, really. Exactly. And for me, that manifests in ways of, you know, just walking barefoot and getting my hands into the earth and swimming in the sea and mm. feeling the elements and, and just really being in this body, being of this earth. Yeah, I, th I live by the sea, right next to the sea, actually. And I, I love the sea. Um, I don't really swim in it a lot these days. In England, you know, it's cold. Yeah. It's like... Uh, the ice method you go in and you're like ah oh, but uh, i like being by the sea i like the energy of the sea so i like doing ordinary things i like i think we are on the earth plane not to embody our lives on lyra or lives on Sir sirius <clears throat> we're here to bring the light into this place <clears throat> and help transform this world and we can't transform it if we're not of it you know we'd be in the in the sorry or in it we have to be in it but not so lost in the world because there's so many things mm. people get lost in the world and they're their consciousness is, is attracted to, you know, the Netflix constantly, the shopping, the the materialistic lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And there's, I think, more and more now at this time, we're here to balance 
the spiritual and the materialistic. So we are not, um, our consciousness is not overwhelmed by materialism. You know, not, we like always thinking of shopping or the food we're eating or these kind of things. We're here to enjoy it, but we're not overwhelmed or pulled all the time by it. And so many people in the world are pulled by so many distractions, you know, constant TV, constant noise, constant. I mean, you're all right in the jungles of Mexico. You kind of shut yeah, out a lot of that noise. Exactly. But here in England, you know, we're still prone to it. 5G masks around. We have to learn to move through it and not be touched by it or distracted by it or interfered by all of this stuff. It's the, I think nowadays the mission for spiritual people is not necessarily being in a monastery or a mountain or these things. Some people are called to retreat from the world. But for me, certainly, I'm. My mission is in it. I, mm. I, I can't go. And, it would be nice to go and live in in Greece somewhere beautiful. But my mission is not that. I know I need to be here in the heart of England, uh, doing what I'm doing. At least for now, anyway. So, yeah, yeah, such a strong mission. And when we were talking earlier, you mentioned that a spiritual path, a strong spiritual practice and path, is helps you to be grounded and yeah. I was just curious to to know what that looks like for you currently well <clears throat> if you don't mind my, sharing yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my partner and I we've developed well I developed uh, a clearing practice which arose from a lot of trainings I've done I've taken the best bits out of it and every morning <clears throat> there's a clearing procedure which is really like um I can give you the essence of it. Mm -hmm. I've had to, I write it down because there's so many aspects. I do it really quickly these days, but uh, I use, uh, I kind of got a, a way of clearing it with pendulums. And uh, so dedicating, I dedicate my life to a certain principle. I call in all the teams and races and star races and star councils, all teams in spirit. Then I ask for certain clearings of blocks and interferences and old programs and interference, particularly kind of demonic or lower frequency interference. I um, ask, to ch I check every morning, do I have any tears or rips in my energy field where energy could come in or out and I close them or seal them? This is all with my higher self. I'm not doing it myself. I'm calling a team of higher self and psychic surgeons to clear and close and seal. And then I kind of basically aligning everything in my being with my higher self and then angelic forces. So that is my morning ritual. And me and my partner do that morning evening and i do it when i have clients <clears throat> and throughout the day if i feel something's off uh I, like i might be going in, uh, sitting down i was in a cafe earlier and in brighton sitting there and if i uh, if i feel something's a bit off i have to kind of do this quickly this quick alignment it's a bit like um <clears throat> you know the inuit have got 50 words for snow in in, in england people say, well if someone says how are you doing they go i'm fine but they may not be fine so he's got having all these nuances. Actually, I feel some heaviness. I feel some something touching me. I feel all of these things. Got to be aware of it and then be able to clear it because there are all kinds of intrusions. We live in an energy world. And so things can touch us all the time, tap on our energy mm -hmm. or things can even try and get in the back door um, and things that we definitely don't want there. So especially for people like me doing more public work. And the more public we go, the more these things start getting attracted, you know, these kind of lower energies um, or even projections from people. You know, I, I really wonder how a lot of celebrities cope with 
projections from millions of people without having some energetic awareness because mm -hmm. even if they love you and they're bombarding you with love it's overwhelming for someone who's sensitive you know and so it's a bit like being bombarded with love or hate it's mm -hmm. a bombardment and it's a lot of cults will bombard you with love and then do something else. We've got to still be protected and neutralize any energies coming in, even if it, it does feel like it's lovely and wonderful. But a projection of uh, millions of people or thousands of people can be challenging. And I think that's why a lot of celebrities turn to things like drugs or partying. They can't cope with it. Mm -hmm. And so for people like me or anyone on the path, it's really important to be grounded and learn to cope with people's projections. Because, you know, I have um, probably 12 to 15 people saying to email me going, you are my twin flame. And I have to say to them, thank you, but I don't think I am. And I had someone email me recently saying, I'm your future self. And if you keep going, you'll probably catch up with me. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> thank you. So you get all these kind of messages and all these kind of strange things. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and, you know, I have to keep grounded and... And no, there, there are things I don't know. I have to stick with what I do know and the practices I know. And there's a lot of stuff about the universe I don't know, I'm not sure about. Um, I'm open to people you know, who are doing this work. I interview people, I find out about them, and sometimes something twangs and I go, oh, I need to discover that. That is something I need to look into. Uh, and if it doesn't, I just leave it, you know, because there's just so much to look at, so many things but i'm really primarily interested in keeping clear and grounded because as i mentioned the clearer i am the more my energy is protected the more i can move through the world and nothing touches me it just kind of flips off me whereas i know a lot of sensitive people are really affected and then the channel is open and if something wants to come through then my ego is hopefully not getting too involved with it it's kind of keeping out what is this stuff wants to come through and the 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 agreement I have with spirit is um, because I'm pretty grounded is I used to work with guys that used to just channel as they thought, you know, Hey, I'm getting this. I'm getting that. I don't do that. I get it. I sit with it. I run it through my body. Is it complete? Is it clear? Is it focused? Do I know what this is about? Is it working? If that happens, I put it out. If it doesn't, then I, it's, I've got a folder with about 12, things which are not they're not it's not ready something missing and then i might get a twang oh go back revisit it oh there's the piece now i can put it out mm. so <clears throat> i run it in the laboratory of my own physical body whatever i put out ultraviolet fire throat clearing calling in a child it has to run through my body and then i can feel oh this is working if it works for me my assumption is it work for a number of other people maybe not everyone but if it doesn't work for me, then how can I put it out? Because mm. if it's not working for me, then why am I doing it? I've, I'm just guessing it might help. Mm -hmm. So that's my deal. And Spirit have kind of seemed to be okay with that. So that's the deal we have. And, um, that's, and it seems to work so far. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel that that is a great method of testing because it is true that all too many channels may not be taking these precautions in their daily lives to be keeping their channel clear, keeping their channel clear. And yeah. we don't necessarily need to know so much on an intellectual level, but as long as our channel is clear 
and our hearts and our intentions are are aligned to to love and to unity i feel that we will be channels for something that will help someone and yeah. maybe not everyone will resonate and it may not even be anything wrong with what you're channeling it it just may be that part of their their process is to be triggered by you and your message in that moment and while it's alchemizing and catalyzing a whole other process they may project that as hatred and ang- anger and suspicion but it doesn't change the fact that those codes have landed yeah i think you know one part of my work is to be a catalyst so <clears throat> I, i i think these i get you know a lot of people say oh it's amazing it's wonderful it's healing it's helping but a few people go oh that's really triggered and that and that is also happening that things can be triggered because we've all got old karmic programs all of us you know all the most teachers in the world most channels have got even we've got karmic programs because the lifetimes are so many so deep you know we've had many lifetimes and we accumulate stuff so uh, if you want to if you well, they say if you want to learn something teach it but if you want to clear something get on the path and help others and then you'll go through a rapid so i think i've been on a rapid uh, clearing healing process and I, it's not ended yet I, i'm not i don't see the end of that clearing pro there's still more even after 33 years it's like what more i've been doing it intensely is there more stuff in me to still clear and it seems that there is so um and sometimes i i found the further along the path you go the more intense the the, the things can happen you know i found that i've been challenged pretty strongly in the last five years particularly and i'm like hey i'm supposed to be going further and getting lighter and brighter and why am i getting even more challenges and it's like well that's sometimes the way it happens it's pulling out all of the stuff in you that needs to come out in terms also in terms of gifts mm-hmm. you know like i think if i wouldn't challenge so hard, harshly or powerfully i'd probably be sitting at home relaxing and not not worrying about the world you know like well the world can take care of itself doesn't need me but i've been like you know severely challenged and spirit saying get on you're here to do this and you got to do it and i'm i kind of go yeah okay i can get that i'm here to do i'm here to do something and i'm kind of i don't know where it's going completely and we know the planet is ascending and lights come in but by month to month i don't know exactly the plan for my work you know the plan for the business and at the beginning all of the transmissions were very higgledy piggledy i'd be channeling a goddess i'd be channeling a chakra i'd be channeling something in egypt channeling something there and i'm like it doesn't make sense why am i doing this and but now after several years of doing it intensely the dots are connecting the egyptian stuff is all connecting the chakras are all connecting the but it, it wasn't logical it wasn't like i'll do a whole load of chakras and then i'll do a whole load of angels and i'll do a whole load of egyptian uh, it, it, it it my mind had to kind of get to one side and go you know what i don't know i'll just go with it and that's what i'm doing and it's forming which is really nice to see actually there's some logic in it somewhere from a higher point that i didn't <laughs> see someone had a good idea and i just said yes to it so that's uh, that's the path i'm on i think just say yes to it and get out the way and let the rest happen and get out the way <laughs> yeah get out the way get out the way and um have fun I I found the further along the path you go the more intense 
the, the, the things can happen. You know, I found that I've been challenged pretty strongly in the last five years, particularly. And I'm like, hey, I'm supposed to be going further and getting lighter and brighter. And why am I getting even more challenges? And it's like, well, that's sometimes the way it happens. It's pulling out all of the stuff in you that needs to come out in terms also in terms of gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think if I wouldn't challenge so hard, harshly or powerfully, I'd probably be sitting at home, relaxing and not, not worrying about the world. You know, like, well, the world can take care of itself. doesn't need me. But I've been like, you know, severely challenged and spirit saying, get on, you're here to do this and you've got to do it. And I'm, I'm kind of go, yeah, okay, I can get that. I'm here to do, I'm here to do something. And I'm kind of, I don't know where it's going completely. And we know the planet is ascending and lights come in, but by month to month, I don't know exactly. The, the other element I think, which is a big shift in the world is, um, oh, there's a little mosquito. Off you go. You shouldn't be here. You should be some hot country. Yeah, I was going to say, you're lucky. There's a mosquito. <laughs> a mos- one mosquito <laughs> flying around. Oh, well, okay. there are like millions biting me currently. <laughs> oh, you need citronella. Yeah. Is it citronella good? Citronella's good. Yeah, but I feel as though these mosquitoes are a whole different breed. Oh, yeah. they're, they're immune. Yeah, my yeah. partner's in Spain at the moment, <laughs> and she says they're landing on the places where she's putting the essential oil, and yeah. they want to have a nibble through it yeah they're they've got a taste for it yeah so i don't know <laughs> maybe that's why i need to be in england it's, there's not so many of them yeah you know, I'll, uh, I'll have to let you out wherever you are in a bit um yeah so um <clears throat> this is the path we're on clearing opening serving um service to other but without going too much into sacrifice yeah uh, i think like that martyrdom. Be a tendency. yeah I think we're shifting out of that, aren't we? We're shifting out of this like suffering of a spiritual path and more into joyful, joyful growth and learning through love. Yeah, I can see that love is very, very much the path you're on, G. And I think that's, um, it's beautiful when you get that vibration, you know. Um, uh, Mine has been around um, working through issues of power Mm. whereas power over or loss of power or regaining my power and sovereignty. This has been one of my core lessons around power and sovereignty. And so I'm helping people to recover their power and sovereignty in their own energy fields. That's Mm. my mission because that energy of power, you know, we live in a world where people have power over, but also Mm. the energy of love is so, you know, love is conditional. And, you know, a lot of people going through the path of love hit rejection betrayal all of those things because that's the path they're on and they get they're the lessons i think those kind of mm-hmm. lessons you know mm-hmm. not feeling they belong not feeling connected mm-hmm. having to find their tribe where's my love tribe you know yeah, you found your love tribe, tribe clearly <laughs> yeah <laughs> you found your tribe <laughs> i mean it is a it's a transient tribe i've i've come to accept that the tribe is worldwide many of them are online as well and some of them we connect and we 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 soul connect so deeply and they're gone in a month and yeah and it just moves I know. like this it's a bit like being a teacher when you class you love them and then they leave after a year and they're all gone they're like oh where are they gone and i know the feeling i used to manage all these volunteers at alternatives and 
I really get like I felt I was their uncle looking after mm. all of them, and then Abuelito. they'd leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm the uncle. <laughs> they'd go and get married and go and have babies, and I'm still in touch with many of them in around the world. You know, some in Australia, some in Chile, uh, and just uh, this family that was created. They've all dispersed now, and so I'm, I'm really feeling a new family of all mm. these people who are connecting in with me. And yeah, it's nice, but it's nice to have real mm -hmm. hugs as well. It's real. nice for real hugs, but it is teaching me non-attachment. It's teaching yeah. me to love without the expectation that, that that person will be there. Yeah. Forever. Forever. But maybe some people will stay for a long enough time to feel yeah. really fulfilling. And to build something as well, I feel it, it can go deeper for sure. Yeah. When we well, I think community is important for people like us. Yeah. Uh, an online community, but online is good, but also physical community is good. I mean, I've lived in two communities. The first one was more spiritual, perhaps, than the second one. But I really enjoyed both communities. And it was a lot of fun, a lot of banter, a lot of connection. And then when the first community broke apart, I'm like, oh, I'm heartbroken. I have to leave the community It'd been a community, intentional community for nearly 35 years. I was there for nearly five years and uh, it was so nice to be part of that. And um, But then when it ended, they do reunions and everything. But I just feel, you know, I think I have to let that go now. It was a great, beautiful part, but we the communities come and go it is, it is lessons in attachment of course and and we can love people and then they they move on but ultimately we all move on we all mm. going to move on from this lifetime and it's mm -hmm. kind of that's the ultimate uh, the buddha wasn't it mm -hmm. teaching about impermanence uh, impermanence and i mm -hmm. and the ego believes everything is permanent and it gets shocked when things change massively you know when people die it gets mm -hmm. really shocked actually and uh People who are not really living a spiritual life live very unchangeable lives often. You know, I yes. <clears throat> used to go out with someone um, and her parents had been married for 50 years and they decided to have a ceremony to celebrate their 50-year anniversary and they invited all their friends and all of their friends hadn't changed. They were all the same after 50 years, all come as couples. And I'm like, wow, where? I'm sort of going back in time. Where in this world do you get people who marry for 50 <laughs> years and all their friends from school are still there? And, you know, and I think, well, there must be, there are people like that, that nothing changes and they don't want life to change, mm -hmm. you know, until, of course, things have to change for them. So, yeah, you know, they will be a change if we, if we resist it. Yeah, uh, it's good to go. Well, my lesson is to not resist change, to go with it. I'm a North Node Scorpio, and mm -hmm. one of the core lessons of that is I have to embrace change and not resist it. And in my life, I have resisted some changes when it's caused me problems. So, and great suffering, because as you yeah. were saying, the ego is so attached to its sense of self and security mm. And any change within that directly threatens its existence. And even yeah. if it's a positive change, it it doesn't even want it doesn't even want the chemistry of the body to change. It, it wants everything to stay exactly the same, and it will <laughs> it will play all kinds of games to keep it that way. Oh, it will. I, I I've been through it myself. You know the headaches, the 
I'm not well. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm oh, hungry. I can't keep going. You know, I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm overwhelmed. It's all too much, you know, and all of these games. But ultimately, the higher self will have its way and it won't play those games with us. It'll go, no, come on. Mm-hmm. And then move on. And mm-hmm. uh, I think sometimes um, we grow through love and hugs, but sometimes we do grow through rough love as well. Yeah, of course. Many of my biggest lessons have been heartbreaking. Mm. Um, but I, I really, I really would like to experiment in this next chapter of my life with some peace and ease, and just to see if this is a new world model. If we, we can, you know, eventually work through so much of our collective and personal shadow that we actually learn these really intense lessons, which I, which I have been in the past few months, super intense lessons that are painful and mm. difficult, but <clears throat> through love. It's like dark nights of the soul, but that are completely illuminated in love. And I've never yeah. experienced this with the same intensity of the the challenging reflections and the challenging emotions that come up but it's all been just like I said the only way I can describe it is it's just been like illuminated from the bottom up with this like pure light of loving consciousness you're burning your path with love I am you're becoming or are a master of it and that uh, everything, well, this is, I can feel what you're on, that you're, you're alchemizing, transforming everything before you that way. When the life will throw you challenging lessons, because that's what it's trying to bring out of you, of course, it's trying to bring out that mastery, which you are getting there. And, uh, and then the whole path will just burn and people will flock to you. They'll be like, gee, show us the way. How do you do this? And you're and like, say, well, I have 10 no years idea. Of Don't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years of heartbreak and you'll get there. <clears throat> you know, yeah, you'll be fine. Totally. Yeah. Well, if the path of love is for you, which it sounds like, then heartbreak is going to be the challenge, you know, yes. letting go of heartbreak. And I heartbreak, of course. And the attachment. Yeah. The fear of loss, the attachment, or the grief Mm. of losing people. Mm -hmm. And it's being centered in that, that, you know, you can really feel intense grief. Mm -hmm. And then the more intensely we feel it, the more it it transforms. Mm. I think that's the trouble for most people. They don't allow themselves to feel it fully and intensely. Mm -hmm. So I had a friend who died. um, I met him when I was uh, uh, 11, I think, 12. And he died... uh, he died um, last year. He passed over last year. He wasn't spiritual. He didn't live a spiritual life. He lived the material life. But, you know, this was someone I admired, someone who had some great gifts and talents. And his death brought a lot of grief up. It was intense for about two months, so intense burning through me. Mm. And then it kind of eased. It was like, oh, I can feel it. But I kind of burned through it. I kind of that was the way I kind of deal, dealt with it. Whereas I think putting a lid on it, mm. um, we put a lid on the emotions which are too intense and they just don't go. We have to feel the intensity of them, whatever it is, and let it flow through us and it will transform just by feeling it. So yeah, I know the feeling. Grief is really 
Uh, and of some of it, my family grief is very ancestral. We've got a lot of grief in my family, and I think it comes from British families in war. You know, going mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. British Empire, going mm-hmm. overseas, doing stuff they didn't want to do, and yeah. So a lot of my family have got all of that stuff. It's very and, brave. Uh, it's very brave to actually allow ourselves to feel it, and yeah. to just keep on opening our heart just to not contract not to close not to put a lid on it as you were saying but just to really feel that intensity of that yeah gee i think you're a you're a tantric master you're stepping into tantric mastery thank you yeah some peace and ease and just to see if this is a new world model if we we can you know eventually work through so much of our collective and personal shadow that we actually learn these really intense lessons which i which i have been in the past few months super intense lessons that are painful and mm. difficult but <clears throat> through love it's like dark nights of the soul, but that are completely illuminated in love. And I've never yeah. experienced this with the same intensity of the, the challenging reflections and the challenging emotions that come up. But it's all been just, like I said, the only way I can describe it is it's just been like illuminated from the bottom up with this like pure light of loving consciousness you're burning your path with love i am well what we'll have to watch your space then see Thank what happens you. yeah yeah are you are you running retreats and things um currently no so currently i'm in um i'm i'm gonna take the next few months and i'm going quite deeply in and on my spiritual path a bit more so it's going to be a bit more like discipline practice silence solitary retreats i'm i'm that person who who lived in caves and lived up mountains on my own i am that person who yeah who, okay. who went that path so yeah um i feel as though i spent the past little while from covid to now really throwing myself into the world having a similar calling and a similar direction from spirit which was go be human go be human you can't just be a tree forever just go go and be human and share and so the past few years for me have been this process of learning how to be that human and to share and to have compassion and to have understanding and to check my ego, which at one point just almost flew away and to stay grounded and, and to keep a strong practice. And so now I think I'm, I'm now just going to take the next few months to, um, to integrate and to deepen deepen my practices and all of the teachings. I can see you lifetimes of Buddhism and and maybe in India, those kind yeah. of places, really going, transforming your ego and going into silence and leaving the world. 
And I mean, all of that is beautiful because there's a time for it. Mm-hmm. It's just now all of that power is coming for you to meet the world. Mm-hmm. And you can still retreat from the world and then meet it again. You can still do that, that dance with the world. Yeah. But you probably totally. will need the retreating from time to time. Totally. Yeah. I think I'm learning the balance now. And it, and yeah. it is this, um, if I retreat for too long, my heart just wants to go and be in service in a very yeah. practical way. And if I'm too much in service, then I feel that. And so it is a, it's a dance at the moment. And there are people that will be attracted to you to dance with you that want that love vibe. Mm. They'll be, ooh, ooh, <laughs> I love your vibe. Let's come and dance with you for a while. Yeah. You'll probably attract people like that. Yeah, that want I some love of to your bring, life. It, bring the fun with it. Um, yeah. Even though I have journeyed through some very, very intense um, processes and darkness and, and alchemized some real darkness because in the sense of like to hold that love and that high vibration, I've had to go equally as low, um, which some people might not even be able to even see that, but it, it is. And, um, and at one point I did take myself very seriously on my path. Very seriously. Very serious. Yes. But actually, um, I find that the the alchemy of the fun and the laughter and the love, it it's a bit more um, relatable and it feels a bit more aligned to my true nature. And it feels like a medicine that I I really, it just flows more effortlessly for me to just, just embody that. Yeah. Well, I think we, this is why we could have fun together because uh, our inner children can come out and play. And I think when, when we're too serious, that parts of us can't come out and play there. They're like, oh, I better stay in the shadows. But <laughs> I think the best teachers I've found are the ones who have a, a really fun, playful side that don't take themselves too seriously, but just take the work seriously, but not mm-hmm. themselves too seriously and can laugh. And I think, you know, the best teachers can laugh about stuff, laugh at themselves. Laugh well. at themselves, most importantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, take yourself too seriously. You know, you, I, honestly, um, my partner, she's pretty good at uh, not taking me too seriously as well. So it's just good. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know, one day you're going to write a book about living with Steve, aren't you? And she said, take notes. Pe- we need people, said, people like this shocked. around us for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people must think I live in a kind of completely white environment, dressed in white. I don't. I don't. I, I, um, I um well for for one thing I'm always dressing very colourfully I like colour mm, I love it I love uh, the colours yeah and uh, I've got uh, I had an ex partner say to me once you've got more jewellery than me and I'm a woman and I've got lots of jewellery so <laughs> it's true I've got too much crystal rings and crystal everything and my partner says you've got more shoes than me and I said yeah I have sorry about that and I've got a, a sock drawer full of so- all these different weird colours socks so. oh that's epic. Yeah, so that's uh, <clears throat> that's me. And I've got loads of crystals here. My, my grandchildren start stealing them. They kind of go, oh, granddad, we like you. I like this crystal. And I go, oh, yeah. I give them crystals as well because they, they like them. But, uh, but this is quite nice that they're kind of getting a bit of a different sense of uh, – because all of the people around them are pretty straight, you know, pretty – so I'm giving them a different – crystals, music festivals um, – Maybe when they're in their 20s, I might introduce them to something more of a medicine type, you know, a gentle medicine maybe, we'll see. But uh, I can't freak out their parents too much. Uh, I have to go slowly. 
they are so lucky to have you as a grandfather. Well, yeah, I mean, anybody who has a starseed parent or grandparent is is very fortunate because, mm. you know, my parents were not that way. And I don't mm. know what your parents were like, but if you're a starseed, open little, hey, the world is so amazing. Yeah. And you've got parents who are like, no, it's Stop not. Stop daydreaming. <laughs> no, it's not. Get a job. Get serious, you know, and all of, mm -hmm. you know, there's bills to pay. And mm -hmm. uh, it's good to have parents who are grounded again, but grounded, but not giving you clouds of doom. You know, if you, and if mm -hmm. anybody listening to this, you've got parents giving you clouds of doom. Don't worry. That's why people are like, gee, you need to come and see her or me. We give you the antidote for those kind of parents, you know. We help you love them and not take them too mm -hmm. seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm really interested to know the work that you're offering with the Soul Matrix at the moment. Yeah, well, I'm doing, so most of my work is free online because it's all the meditations, transmissions, which I put on YouTube. There's a load of stuff there. So you find me on YouTube, you find me on Insight Time. All highly recommend, time. highly recommend. <laughs> By G and Nova. So yeah, I highly recommend it. Biggest you. fans. <laughs> I, I do sessions, but I'm cutting down on sessions because I'm finding that I can't do as many now. Because mm. by cutting down on the sessions, I can do more of the global work. But I've, you know, sessions I have loved. It's helped me grow, but I'm kind of cutting down a little bit. I do webinars about one every fortnight on all kinds of subjects um, from uh, multi-dimensional gifts to clearing karma in Atlantis to all kinds of stuff. So it helps me grow and it helps a group of people mm. grow. So um, <clears throat> there's a large group of people following me on YouTube, which is quite nice mm -hmm. to have a little tribe following me. And um, I, I do love them. And it's really nice having people appreciate and that I'm able to impact people in the world. It's quite nice, really. <clears throat> Here in my, living my ordinary life in Brighton, I can put out a meditation and it hits you know, maybe 40,000 people play it. I'm yeah. like, hey, that's amazing. That is really like lovely that I can touch 40,000 people. But also yes. there was someone came in my life recently that really needed help and I helped them. And they, they were like, oh, thank you so much. So you can help 40,000 people. You can help one person. And it's wow. like, there's this kind of weird dance, you know, and I, yes. there's someone in my family who needed help and they reached out to me and I helped them it was it was making connections um it was uh, i introduced them they just come out of university they're getting rejected everywhere and they asked me for help and i managed to connect them with a friend of mine who gave them the perfect opportunity so it's like really nice to help one person and then help 40,000 or 50,000 it's kind yeah. of it's kind of a weird dance someone and that's such a ripple into the collective consciousness as well to be able to you know make that impact to yeah. bring such a such a change that's my that's what gives me the great joy that i can make an impact you know it's um so i get i get in a pension this year from the government but i'm not going to sit back on my pension i'm going to keep going you know making the yeah. impact is gives me the greatest joy that yeah. i can feel people are moving because of it um i had one person message me yesterday saying she had some really serious illness i can't remember what it was now and uh, listening to the meditations brought her out and the doctor says she's all clear. Things like that, like mm. you can't predict. There's no way I would know what a person would get from them. But I've had things like that. And it's quite nice to go, wow, it's dramatic. Thank you. I had another person email me going, I did your energy extraction and a piece of crystal fell out of my eye. Wow. And she, they could pick it up. 
And I'm like, wow. that's incredible. A physical piece of crystal, like a shard, came out of their eye. They didn't. And I was like, so I, I hear this feedback and go, okay, you know, <laughs> all right, that's great. <laughs> I I don't know. I know it's going to help. I've got no idea how it will help you, but I, that's the intention. This is going to clear you, help you, and it's going to be different for different people. So, so I do, you know, I do group work. I do one-to-ones, but I've got this um, big thing on YouTube and uh, that's the main thing putting stuff out really supporting star seeds who feel a bit isolated uh, alone uh, unloved mm-hmm. that want tools mm-hmm. i want to create i've created a library of tools i hope that will help people that not every problem because there's just so many but a lot of the mm-hmm. major ones can mm-hmm. be addressed psychic protection chakra work goddess work <clears throat> divine masculine work um inner child work uh, and, and so on. Yeah, Removing so on. implants and... Implants out. <clears throat> all of it. AI, of everything. AI, uh, negative mm-hmm. structures around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I learn something, I'll go, oh, wow, maybe I need to put something out about that. And then it goes out once I get something. I, one of the recent ones was um, <clears throat> clearing 4D phantom zones. And I'm like, what are they? And Oh, there's structures that can be placed around me, buildings. And so I created that for people to clear the structures. And people are having all kinds of experiences with it. You know, that they were finding things around them they didn't know were there. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to, to do that anyway. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun. I'm dancing along the path, you know, like you and seeing what happens. Yeah, that's amazing. And um, thank you so much for sharing. Pleasure. And for taking the time to connect with to connect with the Ascension Medicine audience, I will be putting the links to the Soul Matrix and Steve's YouTube and also Instagram, where you can also follow him and check out some of his fun antics <laughs> on his page there. Um, I'll be putting all of that in the bio or the comments depending on where you're listening or watching this yeah so that you can Brilliant connect G. with him and um yeah work with him i definitely recommend his meditations for whatever you might be moving through or for whatever you might need if you are just looking for that grounded like starseed grandfather <laughs> slash cosmic epic <laughs> higher ascended guru master teacher being so yeah definitely um check out steve thank you g i'm definitely gonna have to pay you for that yeah intro (laughs) and the the outro thank you so much (laughs) it's been such an honor so grand risings thank you for tuning in and blessings Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Ascension Medicine Podcast. I hope you have enjoyed it. I have been your host, G. Francois. As always, the links are in the bio. If you haven't already, please subscribe, please follow me, Instagram, G underscore Francois, Ascension Medicine. AscensionMedicine.org, where you can book one-to-one quantum energy healing sessions. Join one of the many courses or classes that are taking place. Connect with guided meditations and exclusive content. 
grand risings and blessings.